Welcome to the archives of legend and lore. Every week, I will bring a monster, humanoid, aberration, or some other being to the gaming table, and put it in the spotlight, so to say. We'll discuss some of the lore and differences in additions, and possible ways to use them in your one-shot or campaign. This time, we're going to look at Driders. You know, the half-spider, half-draw monsters. They are found in 2nd edition, 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons, and Pathfinder. I wonder if there were any spider-top, drow-bottom creations. <laughs> that would be truly horrible. Imagine those babies. Ooh, yeah, that, that turned kind of dark. Let's jump into it. It's scary spider-elf time. 2nd edition doesn't have a separate listing for a drider, just a sub-listing under the drow. The drow that have shown above-average promise are summoned to their dark goddess and put through a test. Sorry, no one here to help you like in the test of the high sorcery. The ones that fail are twisted and turned into driders. They have a head and torso of a drow and the legs and lower body of a spider. Since they failed the test, they are outsiders or outcasts from their society. I also like using them as fodder or protection for the drow. Fifth edition has them under their own listing and lists them as large monstrosities. Again, in this edition, when a drow shows great promise, it must use great response. Oh, oh yeah, wrong, wrong spider, sorry. Lolth, the dark goddess, summons them to the demon web pits. That sounds like fun. <laughs> Their test of faith and strength commences. Those, once again, that fail are transformed into driders as a reminder of the goddess's power. Once they return to the elemental plane, they are driven by madness and disappear into the underdark to become hunters and hermits. Occasionally, some return to the fringe of the Drow society, but are shunned and looked at as lower than slaves. Pathfinder describes them as centroid creatures with the upper body of a Drow and the lower body of giant spiders. I'm glad they added giant. How funny would it have been to have a small spider bottom and a normal human top? <laughs> they were originally the result of Drow flesh warping, but now breed and survive completely on their own. The females retain their drow beauty from the waist up and are sleek and smooth. The males are a little more beasty. Their faces are a blend of drow and spider and their bodies are spiny and rough. When they were originally flesh warped, they lost all or most of their drow memories and thus were like all new creatures. In drow society, they are seen as freaks and mutants and are often kept as guards or protectors. Before we get into combat, we're going to do something a little new. We're going to have a word from our first sponsor. This week's podcast is brought to you by Fokanri's Magic Shop. Come on in and he'll fix you right up. Some of his items might even work. His prices can't be beat, and they always change, because he makes them up on the fly. His healing potions taste the best, and sometimes actually even heal. So remember, if you like taking chances, then come on in to Fokanri's Magic Shop. The combat in 2nd edition allows them to cast all spells. A normal drow can cast once per day. All spells. Do you, do you know what that means? No spell book, no studying, just all the arcane power. Loophole to long hours of studying. Most drow that take the test were priests level 6 or 7, or mages level 6 through 8. They often use swords and axes, but have been known to use bows also. They also can bite, causing a saving throw versus poison with a negative 2 penalty, or you'll be paralyzed. 5th edition limits their spellcasting to a level 7 spellcaster, 
and has a table for spell slots. The Drider makes three attacks, either with its long sword or its long bow. It can replace one of these attacks with a bite attack. The Drider can innately cast Dancing Lights, Darkness, and Fairy Fire. Pathfinder gives them an added bonus to their bite, Poison. A Drider can cast spells as a 6th level Cleric, Sorcerer, or Wizard, but does not gain any other class abilities. It can cast at will Dancing Lights, Darkness, Fairy Fire, and once a day it can cast Clairaudience, Clairvoyance, Deeper Darkness, Dispel Magic, Levitate, and Suggestion. It has a special attack, which is Web. Now, my darkened mind will share some of its chaotic thinking with you in the Chaotic Creative Corner, where we try to help you or show you other things to do with Driders, other than kill your party. Scenario 1. A Drow Wizard had amassed great power at a tower, castle, or keep, and the party needs to go find and end him. The place they have to go is old, and looks like it's empty. Maybe they were sent to the wrong place, or... Wait, what was that noise? The place is protected, and or infested with driders and other spiders. The wizard is a drow that was turned into a drider, and through dark powers and deals has become a complete drow again. And the big boss fight ensues. The second scenario. A drow goes on a quest to try and recover an item of power. I don't know, the boot of kicking or something. And bring it to her priestess. On her way there, she meets a human male. Blah, blah, blah. She falls for him. Blah, blah, blah. He joins her on her quest. And when they get to the final part, and the item is before them, he adds a paralyzed balm to his lips and has taken the antidote and kisses her. As she is paralyzed, he thanks her for helping him and takes the item, leaving her behind. After the balm wears off, she returns to her priestess enraged and wanting vengeance. She calls upon the dark goddess's power and they twist her into a drider. She gathers a group and heads to recover the item and get vengeance. The adventurers are in town, the city, or a keep as the driders start to attack. They can try and kill them all, or maybe find out why they're here. Could try bargaining with them, however they want to play it. The final scenario. The adventurers are besieged to come help a beautiful elf maiden. When they first meet her, they are brought into her bathhouse by some armor that never speaks, and she is mostly submerged in a hot pool with only a few candles to illuminate the room. She has some of the palest skin they've ever seen, but she is almost perfect in all of her other features. She explains that she has a condition and must bathe several times a day and stay to the darkness. She goes on informing that she was a drow orphan and adopted by the Keep's Lord and raised to be wholesome and good. Unfortunately, her father had passed away as of recent and she's left to fend for herself. She cannot leave the keep because of her affliction, and most of her trustworthy servants are old and not far from the grave. She begs the adventurers to travel into the depths of the caves on her property. It is where she was found by the Lord so many years ago. There should be a red gem chest there. Inside the chest, they will find a scroll, a book, and a potion. She needs them to burn the book and bring her the scroll and potion. They can keep the chest as worth a small fortune and promises them other items when they return. If the adventurers brave the caves and find the items, and they find it in their hearts to bring them back, she will greedily drink the potion and read the scroll. 
magic swirls around her, and she's lifting the air out of the water. The room is aflame with bright magical light, and they see her for her true form. A drider. If they wait for the magic to finish, her spider part falls away, revealing perfect draw legs, and she is cured. She gives the adventurers the items promised, and thanks them. They are escorted out by the same armor as before, the only other moving thing they've seen since being at the keep. If they actually look around, they will see signs of struggle and dried blood here or there. Plot twist. She killed the Lord and everyone in the keep because they held and magically kept her from the cure to her affliction. If they go back, she is gone, and the armor is a helmed whore. They can at least get some satisfaction from killing the armor if they like. So, you made it through another episode with most of your sanity still intact. I hope you can join me next time where we'll delve into the dusty tomes, legend, and lore to bring you new ideas to your game. If you did enjoy this, please like and subscribe so you'll see my newest videos and podcast. Thanks, and remember, if you are truly chaotic, your players will never know what you'll throw at them next. <laughs>